Howdy. How the hell are we? I don't know. How are we doing, folks? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I just had a Peruvian steak sandwich. It was very good. A little bit spicy. Uh, more spicy than I thought it would be for sure. I do like spicy foods to a certain degree. Like it gets to the point with spice where you're not even eating food anymore. You're just burning your face for the fun of it. But before that point, this sandwich, for instance, the Peruvian steak from Mendocino Farms, it's the right amount of spice. Yeah. Yeah, you feel it. Yep. You're going to drink that glass of water. Absolutely. Ooh. Oh, you'll turn and say, whoever's sitting at the table, you're going to turn to them and say, this is a little spicier than I thought it would be. But it's not going to kill you. It's not going to drive you out of the gym. Um it's nice. It's like a fun little game almost. How much of this can I fucking take? This sandwich tastes so damn good. How much can I take? It's a fun little game. You get to test yourself. It's another thing. It's why people get addicted to like running or weightlifting or really whatever. They want to get better, right? You get you get smarter about it. In some cases, running, you endure it. Weightlifting, slowly but surely you make progress. Maybe that's what this spice next time i'm gonna be a little bit less inclined to go <laughs> sandwich is a bit spicy i'm gonna be a little bit less inclined to say that to somebody it's not gonna quite be maybe spicy enough for me to turn to my neighbor and go <laughs> you believe that we'll see it might still be maybe it's an extra bite before i just cannot help myself but tell anybody who's listening how spicy my food is Maybe it's just another bite. Maybe it's two bites. Maybe it goes all the way together, all the way, goes away altogether. Maybe that's kind of the beauty of spicy foods, though. Just like a test, a test of yourself. How much of this can I fucking do? They can't stop me. It's like a mental game, dude. Some David Goggins, Navy SEALs, mind over matter, cold plunge type shit, right? Maybe that's just what it is. And I don't think it's good for you. I'm pretty sure spicy food is detrimental to the stomach. I know it's detrimental to assholes for some. Not for me, though. Airtight back there. I know it's detrimental in the heartburn department for some folks. Not a heartburn guy yet. Knock on wood. 26 years old. Still going strong. I, here and there, I've gotten it. Like uh, this one time I ate a bowl of Chipotle. It's probably 11 in the morning. I was eating Chipotle, bowl of it double rice, like tortilla on the side. We're doing the whole thing. And I was drinking hot coffee because like I said, 11 AM, I had just made coffee. Now it was a bit, it was a bit of some time ago. I can't remember what I was thinking. I don't know if I went, you know, it would be pretty fucking good with this Chipotle, a hot cup of hazelnut coffee. I don't think that's what I was thinking. I don't believe that's what happened. It could have been what happened. I think what happened was based on everything it's a monday or it's i'm making coffee at home which means it's either a monday or a friday most likely probably a monday because i get chipotle for lunch on mondays like every single monday ever okay i think i was probably the most tired i've ever been in my life again because it's a monday i needed i just needed to, if I'm going to do anything today, I need to drink coffee. I'm working in my apartment here, guys. I live alone at the moment. Uh, my apartment's not huge. It's fucking expensive. 
by the way, and I promise we'll talk Detroit sports today. It's expensive to live alone. No, I didn't know that until I had already moved. Believe me, like I didn't look at rent. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I just didn't really look at rent before I moved. I mean, I, yes, to a certain point, but like two months before, when I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this job and make this move. When I made that decision, I didn't really think about rent or roommates or money or like a budget. They didn't, re yeah, here and there, my parents, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to my friends. They didn't really sit down and do it until a couple weeks out. And I went, oh, shit, maybe a month out. Like whenever I was like, all right, it's time to get an apartment. I was like, oh, shit. That, what the fuck? Moral of the story, living alone's expensive. Not only that as the moral, smaller place. Not only that as the moral. Fuck, where was I going with that? Where was I going with that? Oh, I live in a small, yeah, not expensive. I live in a small place. My couch is right there. I can see my fucking, I can almost touch my couch. I'm doing this. Look at how I'm sitting. If I could do two more of my arms, I'd be able to touch the side of my couch. Do you know how hard it is to be the most tired you've ever been in your life? It's Monday, actually. Let me start there. It's Monday. Yeah, maybe you had a ripper of a weekend. Probably did a couple of things, either Friday or Saturday night. Sunday, maybe you went out like the beach, do something during the day. You're tired Sunday. You're tired Sunday. And you go into Sunday night sleep and you're like, dude, all right, alarm set for 8.59 a.m. for work. I'm going to sleep for 11 hours. I'm going to feel great tomorrow. You get the 11. Sometimes you don't. You wake up. You never feel great. Whether you get 11, whether you get six, anywhere in between, you're going to feel tired. It's Monday morning. You you drank. You drank over the weekend. Um, you're going to be tired. I, to let, I, I got to do work. If I'm not going to waddle over and sit on the couch, like if I'm going to keep myself from playing a mental fucking chess game and going, you can take a nap. Just take a fuck, take a nap, dude. Sit down, take a load off, and take a nap, man. No one's going to miss you on teams. If they send you an email, it's what, an hour? What's an hour going to change the bottom line of the entire company? What's going to happen? Is Jim in sales going to get fired if you don't, if you respond at 3 p.m. instead of 2 p.m.? I mean, what's going to happen? Take a nap, dude. How are you supposed to work if you're tired? How are you supposed to be dialed and providing as much value as you can to the company if you feel like you can nap? How are you supposed to do that? I am in my brain, dude. I don't know who the world's greatest negotiator, like the Einstein of negotiating, Donald Trump, potentially, the art of the deal, the only book I know about negotiating. I am the art of the dealing myself in my head. It's the angel, it's the devil, right? Except the devil, or no, the, the angel is like the size of a pin and the devil is the size of a Hummer H3. The devil's like, yeah, bro, you got to fucking sleep. And the angel's like, you, you really shouldn't though. You really should keep working because, you know, you are. And uh, also you're not going to do shit. You take a nap, forget about it. Whether at the same deal, 30 minutes, hour, two hours, you take a nap, dude, you can forget about the workout. You can forget about cooking. Um, you can maybe forget about going outside. There's a good chance you can forget. There's a chance you can forget about going outside. 
Um, you can forget about 10,000 steps today. You can forget about that. If you lay down, it's all over, my friend. But man, that nap feels good. I say all of that to say. It's Monday, most tired I've ever been. I got to keep working. I want to like make something a little bit. I don't need to conquer the fucking world, but I'd like to do something with my Monday. I need that coffee at 11 a.m. I think what had happened, I, I was gassed. I put the coffee in, maybe two minutes went by, and I was like, wow, dude, I'm starving. Wow, I'm starving. Um, didn't really think about the combination of Chipotle and coffee. Went to get the Chipotle, come back, coffee's done brewing, perfect. Pour up a, gu- a cup, let's go eat Chipotle. Didn't really sit well. They didn't really sit well. First experience with heartburn that I remember, really. Um, it wasn't great. But for the most part, don't deal with heartburn. You know, I can do the spicy. Maybe that's why people do. Maybe I could do Chipotle and coffee again. I wouldn't, but maybe there's something there, kind of like spice. Uh, you just want to test yourself. Like, how much fucking coffee do I have to drink with this Chipotle for me to get heartburn? It's like a test spice. How much can I handle before I fucking need to tell somebody that I'm eating spicy food. <laughs> hey, pal. The sandwich, um, the sandwich I'm eating, I didn't, th- I didn't think it would be that spicy. I know I saw the one little flame symbol on the logo, but no, no, it's it's pretty spicy, my friend. Like, maybe it's just all a test. Seeing how long you can do it. Who knows? All right. Let's activate. Just a little bit. I don't know what sent me off on that tangent. The sandwich was fucking incredible. That's probably what. The sandwich is really good. I really enjoy it. Peruvian steak. Never heard of that before. Peru. Is there a special type of steak in Peru? Maybe the marinade, the way they cook it. Maybe those spices I'm talking about. It's fucking damn good, dude. Mendocino Farms. Why? Why also? Last thing, and then we'll do the sports. I love sandwiches. I had a sandwich today. It's Wednesday. I had a sandwich on Monday. They were both awesome. Actually, no, no. That's a lie. I had a sandwich Tuesday. They were both awesome. Can we figure out a way to make protein bread? That doesn't feel that crazy to ask for. Like, let's make a way. The Peruvian steak. It's like steak, tomatoes, like lettuce, I think it was. Onions or something. I don't even know what's all on it. It's not that bad. But then you have the bread. Let's figure out a way, like protein bread, dude. Let's figure out a way, right, to make that happen. Does that not make all the sense in the world? Sandwiches are in. Sandwiches are in now. It's just meat and vegetables, You protein bread, 20 grams of protein in the bread. Let's do it. It's like the one thing. I love eating sandwiches, and every time I go, I'm like, it probably isn't the most healthy thing. But then I get chess match. Here we go again. Art of the deal. I'm like, wait, it's just beef and tomatoes. What's so bad? Fucking idiot. But protein bread, that feels like there's an idea. Monsanto or whoever. Somebody get on that. Corporations, all you want to do is make money. That feels like a billion trillion fucking dollars. Wait, protein bread? Yeah, I think I'd buy that. Bread that makes you jacked? Bread? that requires you to go buy an entire new wardrobe in the next size up because of muscle and not fat. Yeah. I think I'd buy that bread. I'd, I'd probably make a few sandwiches. I'd eat those sandwiches. I'd maybe start getting up in the morning, 
breakfast sandwich, couple legs, piece of ham, you call it a day. If there was protein bread, why not, dude? Do you know how much more food? Think about the endless options on a sandwich. And they're all healthy. Shit just tastes better when it's in a sandwich. You know what I mean? It just tastes better. Like we're sitting here talking about aliens being real. Elon Musk is, I don't even know, turning Twitter into X into a financial institution. I don't know. I don't know. We're doing all kinds of shit in the world. Protein bread feels like a decent thing to put a couple scientists on. Like, you know what I mean? Cancer still isn't solved. Like maybe that's not going anywhere. Maybe let's take a couple of those scientists and be like, you know what, dude? Look, you'll, we'll get back to, to that as soon as we can. Protein bread. Like we know how to make protein pr- powder. We know how to make bread. You guys can handle that, right? A couple chemical engineers. And then we'll get back to the cancer. Like it feels like there's something there. Protein bread. Anyway, sandwiches are great. All right. Now let's talk. Now we can talk some sports. I had to get it out of my system. Michigan State, new threads. Dude, that, that shadows the event. I thought, you know, I, you just do you do so much. You know what I mean? For a university. Um, make cool clothes that, that are unlicensed and they don't want you to do. But it's okay because the fans love them. The people love them. Um, go to school there. There's $100,000. You're welcome. Toot their horn all the time. Make silly videos on the internet pumping tires and they're going to invite people with followings. No, I'm not Joe fucking Rogan, but there's, you know, some people that listen to this, some people that watch those videos, some people that follow me on Twitter. There's a couple of things, people that like the shirts. There's a little something there. It's a little something. You're going to invite those people to state and reveal new MSU jerseys, black ones. But you're not going to invite me. And I was in Michigan. I was free that Friday. I was in town. I was in town. I had a wedding Saturday. I was free the Friday, though. I think they may have done the the. Did they do the reveal on Saturday? I don't know. I was free on Friday. Is the point? I was free on Friday. I could have done it, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, MSU's got new jerseys, black ones, brand new, brand new colorway, brand new alternate. The helmet's got that like gritty little texture on it. I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost, it's almost like cement or something. Like it's like just little bumps. There's a texture to it though. Pretty cool looking standard MSU helmet, black back, black shell, black face mask, um, and then green Spartan head. And then they changed the stripe for all the jerseys. So they brought out the brand new alternate blacks and then the whites and the greens, they made a couple modifications of those. So now I think the jerseys, are are essentially the same. The only thing is they change the trim pattern in the neck and then on the sleeves. But the jerseys, for the most part, I, I would say, you know, they're the exact same. Not the exact same, but they're very similar. Um, the pants also very similar. They changed the stripe on those though from either the bar or like the the like a sword, I guess, starts as a bar and comes to a point. They changed it from that to that Greek pattern, like the square, it looks like a bunch of squares. I don't know how to describe it other than the Greek pattern, but you should know if you're an MSU fan, you should know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the Greek pattern. So that's the stripe on the pants and that's the stripe on the helmets. Um, I think for the white pants, 
it's like a white stripe. And then for the green pants, it's like a light green. Like they made the stripe instead of the uh, opposite color, they made the stripe like blend in kind of to the pants, which I don't know how we feel about that. To be honest, I saw someone mock up the same thing, but they made, so for instance, white pants, the stripe was green and green pants. The stripe was white, same pattern and everything. I think I like those a little bit more, um, but it's, they're still fine. I still, you know, I think they're still going to look clean. I think they, they didn't change it up enough for it to be like, Oh, what the, what's going on here? They just cha- a couple of minor tweaks, a couple of minor details. I do think something, I, some things I like more, like I do think the tops are better. I think the sleeve trim and especially the neck trim is better on all the jerseys. Um, the blacks we'll talk to, we'll talk about separately. I like those a lot though. The only thing I don't love, the only thing about the changeup is the helmet stripe being the Greek pattern. I like the trim on the Jersey. I'm fine with it on the pants, even though maybe I'd like it to be on the green pants, white and white pants, green. I'm fine with all that though. The helmet stripe. I don't dislike it either. I don't dislike it. I don't hate it by any means. But I, the only thing with the helmet stripe is like, I don't know. We're like kind of trying. We're, we're trying there. Like we're trying to make it like, whoa, look at that. And again, I don't think it looks bad by any means. I think it still looks sharp. I think there is a, a side of it where it's like, oh, that's cool. Like they did the Greek stripe Spartans. It looks clean. Like, I, oh, that's pretty cool. What I, the thing I dislike about it is that like, eh, yeah, we're trying kind of, we're like getting a bit fancy. And when I think about Michigan state, cause there's nothing wrong with getting creative. Like I love that state does stuff like this. I love that Mel Tucker, when he came in, we started doing the alternates, even though, again, I wish they wouldn't wear them as often as they do. Um, I love like the media team, how they've been pushing the boundaries since Mel came in. I love with the jerseys creating new ones, tweaking things, like keeping it fresh, shit to talk about, new things. I love pushing the creative boundaries. But for me, when I think of Michigan State, I think of like a pretty traditional, gritty, um, I don't know, like, like classic university. That's obviously biased. <clears throat> as well as jerseys and like brand of sports like when i think of msu i think of like a classic both football and basketball like classic like a classic fucking brand traditional big 10 the fall the leaves are changing it's the middle of october there's that crisp feeling in the air fucking michigan state like that's how i feel i feel like there's something to us and there's always been with all the jerseys we've worn in both sports there's been something to us. And even like the D'Antonio era, the way we played and won a lot of those games, obviously Tom Izzo being here for 25 years, there's something to MSU where it's like, they're just MSU. Like they don't need to try anything too crazy. They're they're fucking run of the mill, do it this way, get it done. Like nice, basic, clean, efficient, easy. They're not high flying. Like Oregon's got their shit. But the way Oregon plays, like the Oregon brand is like crazy and fast. MSU's is like traditional. We're going to run it for four yards. Traditional, classic, been around. I like that aspect of state too. How it's green helmet, white logo, white stripe. That's it. Like we're not thinking of just a white solid stripe or the, or the sword looking one. Green helmet, white face mask, white logo. 
green top, says Michigan State, numbers white, white pants, green stripe, boom. Like, we're not doing anything. We're just, yep, you're going to wear green, you're going to wear green here, white there. All right. We're just going nice and easy, traditional, and it looks gas. They roll out with the most standard jerseys they can possibly wear, and you're watching the game going, God, dude. Like, especially since we introduced all these alternates, these guys look clean as fuck, man. Like, we played Penn State. I think we wore the white jersey, white pants with the throwback block S, white stripe, green helmet. And I I remember watching that game just going, this is the coolest looking team I've seen in my life. And I'm on record as the white, white, traditional green helmet as my favorite combo. And they had something similar, green, you know, green up top, white everywhere else. I'm sitting there going, dude, this is nuts how gassed these look. The ones they wore against Ohio State, the uh, throwback stripe, double or triple, whatever it is, stripe, green top, white pants. I was looking at that game. I'm like, God damn, dude, these jerseys are fucking clean. It's like anything, all the ones that are basic and we're not trying and we're not doing anything crazy, it's so clean. And that's what I think about with MSU. With a stripe, it's a little bit, we're doing the organ a little bit with it. You know what I mean? Like we're kind of going, all right, let's get a little fucking crazy, which I don't mind. Again, I like the creative process. I don't know. It's just when I think of Michigan State, that's what I think of. I will say what I do like, and maybe this is another kind of double edge where I don't love it as much on the basic green and basic white jerseys. I like the Greeks, the Greek uh, pattern stripe on the blacks. I love the blacks. I think the blacks look very, very, very clean, very clean. Um, I can't wait to see them like in a, in, in a real game under the lights. Ideally the pictures of Trey Mosley though, the guy looks fucking, they look, they look unreal. The jerseys look unreal and all the media behind it. Let me say all the media behind it for MSU, like the photos of all the guys wearing the white Jersey, wearing the uh, green Jersey, wearing the all white Jersey, wearing the black Jersey, all of them, the whole like media shoot and release an idea and the event that shadows, it all looked fucking awesome. I don't know if recruits were there or not, but it's a great, idea. like that shit's awesome. MSU being sweet creatively, that's very cool to see. And I, what even what I saw on the internet was awesome. The photos, like the reveals, everything was great. I really like the blacks, though. I like that we're like, do black. Don't do neon. You don't need to do fucking neon. Again, Oregon, let's be Michigan State. We'll take black. You guys have yellow and mustard and highlight and green onion. We'll take black. Okay, let's do it that way. It's been, we've never done one that I know of, MSU. Um, it's something that fans have talked about for a long ass time. It felt like the next logical step as far as creating like a brand new uniform for MSU, the basketball team's done them. And while I didn't love, I still don't totally love the black, uh, hoops jerseys. They have grown on me as time's gone on. I just wish it, it wasn't just the Spartan head on the front. That was what I wish it was like, it said at the Michigan state was lit up anyways, or they wrote Michigan state. I don't know. Um, I just don't love the Spartan head aspect of those jerseys, but they have grown on me. I'm excited to see these MSU football ones. I like the one thing that people are complaining about is the helmet with not the the texture, but the black with the green Spartan head. They're going to say they're saying it's hard to see, which I understand. It's very challenging to make two dark colors work like that. Like the green state wears is very dark to begin with. And then obviously black is as darkest as you can get in the color realm. So it's tough to make those work together, but I think they did a pretty good job. The black top, 
the white lettering. Um, they got the same, the trim. It's an all in black trim on the neck. I think it's all in black or that might be white. I think it's black. Um, or it might be green. Actually, it might be green. The white, I like the one thing I do like that they changed is so on the greens and the whites, MSU says Michigan State across the chest. I like how they there's no Michigan State, it's just the Spartan head that's lit up. Um, I think the color, I don't know, I think black is like a natural, like if done well, black and white looks very good. And I think State did well, accented by the green. I like them, like that's the thing though. I really like the. Yeah, so the trim on the blacks is green. Fucking fire, dude. These things are unreal. Um, I like the Greek stripe for the blacks. Like, I wish that's how I feel about it. I wish those were that the Greek stripe was like, oh, that's a, you know, that's unique to that jersey. Like, I think that would make the black even a little bit sweeter. Oh, that's unique. Like, the other ones don't have the Greek. The black one's got the Greek stripe. I think that'd be sick, but that would be my only complaint, I would say, about the blacks. The highlighting or, like, trimming trimming the Spartan head around in white so it pops a little bit more, I don't hate the idea if it's just a nice thin trim. I would have to see it. Like, I'd like to see that first and then, you know, make a call. I don't hate that idea. But also, to be honest with you, I think the helmets, like, I don't mind the idea of the Spartan head just being there. Like, you're in the fucking shadows, bro. That's the whole theme. It's the shadows jersey. You are in the, that Spartan is in the fucking shadows, dog. There's a white light around them. No, that's not shadows. You stab it. You sit in front of the sun. That's not the shadow. You got a white trim. That's not the shadows. I like he's just lurking, bro. Because if they're going to wear them at nighttime, and I assume, I hope. I really hope they've come this far. I hope we got this much down. I really hope these are nighttime jerseys because I feel like when someone turns their helmet or they zoom in on a guy and the light is hitting the helmet, you're going to go, those are clean. Because with the white, the light hits, the white stripe. Now you're like, oh, they got that. Like there's more going on. It's going to hit and it's just going to be a fucking Spartan head just chilling, just lurking, dude, spearing it. What? What's it? Six yard gain. It's just chilling, bro. Just lurking in the light's going to hit and you're going to go, whoa, I was wrong. I feel like that could be the case. Also with the texture, like I'm looking at these photos right now. I'm looking at these photos right now. The texture, like you notice when the light bounces off it, the texture appears more. The trim is there, dude. The Greek letter or the Greek uh, stripe on these blacks looks fucking ridiculous. Dude, the side view, you can see the Spartan, and it's – yeah, these are clean, man. These are clean. The texture is sick, too. I think I read Darren Harris' tweet that it's the only helmet in the country that's got that texture. I think that's cool, too. Just a little – I don't know, like a little detail, and that was the thing I'm, I'm thinking of. I was like, yeah, but maybe that's kind of organy, like a texture on the helmet. But then look at the texture. The texture, what I said at the beginning, it looks like cement. It looks like dried paint. Like it's chippy. It's literally chippy and like bumpy. It looks like if Michigan State had the texture of their helmets, it'd either be like that or like rusted bronze or some shit. It looks like an MSU texture. And here's the the last thing I'll say about the jersey. So these MSU ones, the trim, yeah, the neck trim, the sleeve trim, and then the pants trim is green. So that all stands out a bit more. I think that is what I wish they would have done. 
with the traditional jerseys. I don't mind the stripe as much. I'm looking at the Chris Bogle picture right now. He's wearing white, white, white. Um, it looks fucking clean like that. Cal Halliday's got the green top, white pants, uh, green helmet. Looks good. I still, yeah, I still don't like the stripe as much, but looks good. And then JD Duplain, I believe, has the green top, green pants, uh, green bottom. That looks pretty good. That I don't mind the all green as much, to be honest. Um, I feel like the stripe looks better with those as well. But anyways, the, the, the texture of those helmets, it's like, it's like dried paint. It's fitting, but yeah, looking at all these together, I do, I do. I think I wish that the stripes were opposite colors for the regular jerseys, green, green on the white pants, white stripe on the, on the green pants. I think I would, I think that's what I feel because MSU also just has plain white pants. Like the only time I'd want it to be white on white is if we're going to wear the white tops, then get rid of the green stripe. But I think we have, we just have like all white pants that state wears regularly. So I don't know. Uh, but I do like the jerseys all in all. I do like them. I like the idea behind it. The whole event looked cool. Pushing the boundary. Like I said, I'm into, they look good. Um, the black ones are fucking sick. I can't wait to watch these guys wear them. All right, um, let me take a quick break. I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about the Tigers. We got to talk about the Tigers. Um, I could talk about Jamison Williams, too. Just everybody riding these guys nuts. Like, everybody. I mean, he can't go. He can't leave his house, dude. Uh, give it a fucking rest. Maybe we'll talk about both, but we got to talk about the Tigers. Quick break. Maybe 10 more minutes, we'll call it. All right, I'm going to try to make this quick because I've been trying to – I need to I need to be more succinct on here. I watched that guy, Josh Pate. Josh Pate, Pate I think. That guy is so good at being like, George is going to win the national championship. Here's two and a half minutes. Just bang, 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 next thing. So I need to be better about that. So it starts right now. Woo! Okay, Tigers. Scott Harris kind of dropped it. Kind of fumbled a bit. Um, Eduardo Red- well, we'll start with the good, I guess. Michael Lorenzo, he's traded to the Philadelphia Phillies for he's he soon yawn or something like that. Uh, I believe he was their fifth best prospect in the system. Outfielder, I think he's a decent hitter. Uh, I don't know, I don't, I'm not gonna get excited for the fifth ranked prospect. I'm just not gonna do that at all. We'll see though, maybe he's got a shot, maybe he'll be something. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, though. I like I like Scott Harris saying, here's Michael Lorenzen. You'll have him for two months. He's been pretty good. We don't need him. Yeah, we'll take a guy who might be good five years from now. I like the move. His head is in the right place. Trade away the assets that you have right now that teams that are trying to win are in dire need of and get somebody who's going to help the rebuild. Get somebody who swings bats. Get somebody who isn't a pitcher. I like that. Scott's head is in the right place with that move. Is it groundbreaking? Is it changing my view of the Tigers or Scott Harris as a franchise? No, but yes, it's a good thing. Eduardo Rodriguez, Eduardo Rodriguez, his name, oh name, his Eduardo Rodriguez. He's still on the Detroit fucking Tigers. As a matter of fact, I think he pitched today. I think the Tigers won. That's great. Why is he still with the Detroit Tigers? So word on the streets. Tigers, Dodgers, they got a deal lined up. Dodgers are trying to win the World Series. They've already paid a trillion for their team. They're not that great. They want to get better. They got more money. Magic, he won five rings. He runs LA. They're going to go get some starting pitching. 
Eduardo Rodriguez enters the frame. Great in the first half for the Tigers. Unbelievable from the left side. It's been fine in the second half. Not as good, but he'll do. They've got a deal in place, supposedly. There was a deal in place. We don't know what the Dodgers were interested in giving back. Um, I guess we don't really know what else the deal hinged upon, whether it was Eduardo Rodriguez opting in, whether it was maybe some sort of extension. I don't know what the deal hinged on. But despite having it set in place, Eduardo Rodriguez flexed his no trade clause, said, I don't want to go, actually. You know what? I, 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 The only guy on earth, and I fucking love Detroit, but the only guy on earth who's not from Detroit who would say, I'd rather live in Detroit the, and then, or I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather live in Detroit than LA. The only guy on earth. Every time you all, who would want to live in Detroit when it's sports? This guy. This guy would actually rather to live in Detroit, I guess. Look, I don't know what was lined up. I don't know what happened. I don't know if this deal was lined up three days ago, three hours before the deadline or three minutes. I don't know the recency. I don't know. Nobody does. But what I do know is this. Even if Eduardo Rodriguez, three minutes before the deadline, said, actually, fuck it. I don't want to go. Even the whole time he's saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck it. No, I don't want to go. You should have had something else lined up. I get it. Eduardo at some point probably said, sure, I'll go to the Dodgers. And then Scott Harris had the deal in place. And then when it came time to pull the trigger, or maybe the Dodgers made another last second request, I don't really know. Eduardo said, actually, never mind. I get it. At one point, Eduardo Rodriguez probably said to Scott Harris, yeah, I'll play for the Dodgers. But even if three minutes before he said, you know what, Scott? I don't really fucking feel like moving, dude. That shit sucks. Even if that happened three minutes before, Scott Harris should have had two other teams going, call the call Baltimore now. Call Baltimore now. Call Baltimore right now. Call Texas now. Call them now. He should have had two more teams on there. Call these guys right now. We got it. You want Eduardo Rodriguez? He's yours. Fucking take him. Because here's the thing. Even if he opts back in, even if he extends, even if he unless he's the best pitcher ever. A, I'd be surprised if he even opts in. B, even if he does opt in, what's the hope? A, you got to hope and pray that he does the same shit again next year. He didn't come around last year. He didn't feel like playing last year. Just no-showed the entire season. You got to hope next year he does the same shit he did this year and then try to trade him again. That He's never going to be a long-term guy. He's never going to be a long-term. Now you got to play the waiting game and the fucking praying game, which does not work for the Detroit Tigers and hope he tears it up for another calendar year so you can trade him at the next deadline. He's 30. He's 30. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you look at the state of the Tigers and I know people say like, oh, they're closer to competing than people think. Make a couple moves, yada, yada. Is Eduardo Rodriguez going to be a part of this if and when the Tigers win again? And I'm not saying win at all, like win the Central. Is he going to be a part of it then? Is he still going to be with us? I don't know. It felt like he was coveted. A lot of teams wanted him. The price had to have been fairly enticing, I would imagine. I just I get that it's not Scott Harris's fault that he probably said yes and then he said no. But it is Scott Harris's fault that there wasn't a backup plan. It is Scott Harris's fault that there wasn't something to fall back. Like, unless there was and Baltimore or whoever is asking, you know, they're going, we'll give you fucking peanuts now. If they're just doing that, then all right, don't give them away for free. Hold on to them. See what happens. Okay. I just don't know. I just don't know how you, I, I don't know how you bank on that being the trade. 
and then it falls apart. I just don't know how you let that ever get to a point where it does fall apart. I don't know how you don't know that it's going to fall apart. I don't, I don't understand. And I'm not even mad. People are mad at Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm not at him, mad at him. He invoked his no trade clause. There's a reason their agents like do that shit. He probably took a little bit less money so he could have that shit. I'm not mad at that. It's in his contract. Use it, bro. You, I would use it. Like if I wanted to use it, dog. You're the one you put it in the contract. Fucking use that shit. I'm not an admitted Eduardo. I'm upset with Scott for not having something else on the irons. I don't know on the burners on the stove, if you will. I just. I don't know. This is his opt-out year. He's on a five-year deal. He didn't want to spend the next three in L.A. He said, yeah, I'll go to the Dodgers. I'm going to fucking stay for two months and dip. Dodgers go, we need him to opt in. We need him to opt in. And he goes, that's not going to work for me. Something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. All right. One more quick break. Actually, I don't know. I'm just reading this fucking, I'm reading this Eduardo Rodriguez. This article I clicked on said, why Eduardo Rodriguez blocked the trade? I haven't seen why he blocked the trade yet. I haven't seen him explain it. I guess he explains why he blocked the trade. He said, it wasn't right where I wanted for me and my family. I decided to, I decided to stay in Detroit. Something that's just between his family and him. So that to me says, I'd rather stay in Detroit than LA. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't take that as I'm going to opt in because I think he's going to opt out and people are going to lose their mind. They're going to be not nice to him. I don't take that as opt in. I decided to stay in Detroit between me and my family. That doesn't sound that resounding. Like he loves playing baseball for one of the worst franchises in the sport. Doesn't really sound like that, but maybe that's what he meant. I don't know. All right. Um, what was the other thing? State jerseys, Tigers, Eduardo. Oh, Jamison, dude. Jamison Williams. This guy can't cook eggs in the morning without somebody who's a journalist for the fucking Detroit News or ESPN Fantasy or whoever. That Dove Climbing guy. Who the hell is Dove Climbing? Jamison Williams can't make a couple eggs in the morning without Dove Climbing going, Jamison Williams. Decided to scramble this morning instead of frying the egg. Something that shows a little bit about his immaturity as he moves forward here in camp with the Detroit Lions. That would be a real, I swear to God, that would be real. I swear to God, that would be real. Jamison Williams cracks a dish as he loads it into the dishwasher this morning. After breakfast, something to monitor here. This Jamison Williams, does he have some rage starting to get a little upset with his situation in Detroit and in the league? Something to monitor as the season starts up in the Motor City. That would be a thing. That would be a thing about this Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams cited walking into the Allen Park practice facility this morning with a pair of untied shoelaces. Could something be coming between Jamison Williams and the Lions? Is he not so happy here? Is he looking to maybe extend his stay on the injured reserve? 
More coming out of the Motor City on Jay. That'd be another thing. Is he intentionally looking to trip and fall and miss more game time? That's another thing people would say. I swear, bro. I swear Jamison Williams takes a breath and people are like, he just, I think he just breathed out of his mouth. I think I just saw him breathe out of his mouth. The guy can't do a thing without being under a microscope. And I know, I'm aware, I agree, as a matter of fact. The start of his career has been non, not ideal at all. I mean, being injured all last year, played a little bit at the end, wasn't super utilized. Was that his fault? I don't really know. Um, when they did utilize him, the guy picked up fucking 50 yards every time. He looks faster than everybody else on the field every time. Was it Ben Johnson and, and the staff holding him back? I don't know. I would like to believe that. But, yeah, he missed a lot of time with injury. Didn't do a ton production-wise when he did come back. Is that his fault? I don't know. Don't think so. And then, of course, to start this season, he places a bet on a toilet in Green Bay. And um, he's out the first six. That blows. That one That one hurts. That one's no good. That one's like, I, I know it's the dumbest fucking rule on the planet. I know the NFL are hypocrites. I know the staff shouldn't probably let that happen. I don't know if the staff, who knows, dude, if the staff goes, yo, by the way, also the gambling, when we're on the road, if we're on their team premises, oh, that wasn't even it. If we're on the road, our hotel counts as team premises. I don't know if that comes up. That's the dumbest thing in the world. But still, he broke the rule. Still, he's going to miss six games. It fucking is what it is. That's not great. But I don't know if it's just because of that. I don't know if it's he's out of Alabama. Like, I don't know if it's because he's hanging out on 8 Mile, like on Saturdays. I don't fucking know what it is. But people love dissecting this every guy's move. And I'm past, like, oh, come on. Got him some slack. He's a young guy. People fuck up. Like, this dude's immensely talented. You saw it last year. Like I said, every time he touches the ball, something big happens. You want him on the team. You want him to be happy. You want him to feel comfortable here and want to stay in Detroit. If they're building this thing into this is getting so far ahead of myself, I can't even believe I'm going to fucking say it. But if Brad and Dan are building something here that's going to have a little bit of longevity and be successful for a while, Jameson's a part of that plan. You want the guy to stick around for a bit. Beyond just like be nice to JMO, the people covering it. Like, can we get a can we get a grip? Can we get a grip? I mean, these things are coming out. He dropped two passes today. Doesn't look like he'll be a great pass catcher. He's starting to be frustrated. He fights in the training camp. That shit happens all the goddamn time. What was the other one today? He caught a fifty yard route. He looks explosive. CJ Gardner says he's he's ready to go. Like. Every day there's a Jamison Williams paragraph and just a picture of him like standing there. Every day, dude. What's the deal? What's the deal? Let the guy's dick breathe for two fucking seconds. It's crazy, bro. And some of these people, a lot of these people are like actual journalists, like working for the Detroit Free Press or whoever. And it's just Jamison Williams every day, the most minute shit. Jamison Williams blinked when he said good morning to Dan Campbell. Is there tension between the, the star Alabama product and the head coach? Every day it's something. Every day. Jamison Williams didn't have an apple at breakfast. Is something wrong with his dental? Like, I don't fucking know, dude. Every day there's something about him. Let the guy's dick breathe a hair. That's all. We'll see. This is a big year for him. He's missing the six. When he comes back from the six, I fully expect 
him to be off, like off the chain, him to be cut loose totally. Another six games and another offseason, he's going to be fucking send it, pal. You are – we're going to use the hell out of you. I expect him to be set free by the staff. It'll be time to produce. If he goes another season and it's like that when he played last year, just not doing a whole lot, yeah, we uh, there might be some problems. I don't expect that to be the case. Too talented. But it's time – like, let's fucking see it now. Let's. It's time to play. Play. Let's get there first. Let's get there first before – we, we ask him about the color of his pajamas and what that means and why that means he doesn't like playing football in Detroit. Let's wait till we get there. You know what I mean? Let's wait till we see him actually play before we talk about how the car he drives means he's going to be a bust. Let's, let's just watch him play a couple times, and then we'll do it. Then we can do the bust. Then we can talk about his favorite flavor of soda. Then we can do all the stuff. Let's let him play first. All right, that's all I got. I appreciate everybody. Um, as far as the second string drop this week, I think I'm going to redrop the um, the Detroit mascots, the Amon Rasher mascots everywhere, the the old English D. I think I'm going to redrop that, so be on the lookout for that, uh, thesecondstring.com. It'll be Friday to Sunday, per usual. I think that's all I got. Appreciate you guys. Hope you have a good week, weekend. Talk to you next time. 